Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 147 of Metabilos 2 podcast. I have on the other end of a telephone line, Ben, our man in LA at Gallifrey One. Ben, can you hear me? Yes, David, I can hear you. Sorry, I'm in the pool area and it's a bit echoey. It must be a warm evening in LA. Uh, is it? I don't know. It's certainly a warm evening by Seattle standards. Mm, mm-hmm. It's definitely not a warm evening by LA standards because I've been spending time with LA people today and they've all been complaining about how cold it is. So, oh, okay. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? It's all relative, isn't it, really? It is. It is. Yes. Yes. So how was your day? It was great. Great. So I was lining up this morning and got straight into the uh, Eccleston interview, got Really front row seats for that. Not literally front row seats, but certainly seats right up at the front. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I had an amazing hour-long interview. Um, the Verity, Verity woman, can't remember her name, and the Nerdist woman, can't remember her name either. Uh, <laughs> apologies to both of them. Uh, gave a did an excellent interview with, with with Chris. It was really it was really touching. What types of things did they cover? Well, they didn't really cover a huge amount about who, mm-hmm. though hearing what he was saying yesterday is that he would come back and play Doctor Who again for the 100th anniversary. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and his favorite uh, Doctor Who episode that he was in was uh, Father's Day, was Father's Day, mm-hmm. because he was of the opinion that if you had a time machine, what you would do is you would spend it going back in time to meet people that you loved who were dead, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of touching. Anyway, but he talked a lot about his family, talked a lot about his father, talked a lot about his mother. It was, it was his birthday today, so we sang him happy birthday. Talked a lot about his kids. Mm-hmm. He's got two twin brothers, identical twin brothers, who are eight years older than him. Uh-huh. Um, so he was talking about how they had inspired him. He has a great love of American soul music, um, which is something his brothers kind of turned him on to. Um, he'd love to make documentaries about things he's interested in, interested in like American soul music. Mm-hmm. And it was a very touching, very honest. He's a very, very, very serious man, right. obviously, but also very, very willing to be very, very open about his feelings. And he was saying, well, you know, this is something that my father was never able to do. And I take after my father, but I also and I try to do things my father never did, which was, you know, open up a open up about my feelings so um uh-huh. it was very it was very very affecting actually he's a i think he's a very special person um yeah. and the room the room you know we gave him a standing ovation obviously and it was actually nice to have an interview that wasn't you know how these things go at these kind of events you know there's a queue of people you know dressed up as tom baker who ask questions about you know the third minute in the second episode it, you know <laughs> there was there was there was none of thatness there was none right. of that kind of intense nerdery Mm-hmm. Which I don't think, I mean, I don't know where they deliberately decided not to involve him in that kind of intense nerdery because um, he wasn't that interested or right. I don't know. Anyway, but it was kind of refreshing just to have like a very open and frank interview with someone who, you know, wanted to talk about themselves and someone, yeah. that, we're all, that, that, someone that we're all interested in. So that was great. Yeah. It sounds like it was a, almost cathartic for him. Or to... I, 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 I do get the impression that he is maybe the first of a series or maybe he's done one convention already in the States, but he's definitely doing a lot of conventions this year. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he has this book that he's written um, that he's, you know, obviously in some ways trying to get us to buy. But yep. it does seem that this is 
kind of a catharsis activity for him, given, you know, the problems that he had with depression and, you know, suicidal thoughts and mm-hmm. body dysmorphia and all the things he's been super mm-hmm. open about. Um, yes. And I think all of I mean, you know, again, what, what didn't really come up was the, you know, the reasons why he left Doctor Who, though he did say, you know, it was something that he wasn't expecting to do just to leave after nine months. Um, and right. it's something that the production team weren't expecting to have happen. Mm-hmm. And I, what I suspect is actually there was a lot of complexity there that led him to leave, right. both to do with maybe, you know, problems with the production team, but also, I think, also, you know, challenges within himself as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, self-confidence, all that kind of stuff. So, But it was interesting because he was talking about how... Um, you know, one of the challenges that he felt when he was playing who was actually doing the comedy aspect of it. You know, he said, right. I've, I've, I've only played like, you know, villains or like super intense um, <laughs> drama roles. And, right. You know, and I can do that. Right. But, you know, what was what was difficult for me playing who was actually doing the comedy stuff. Right. Doing do, doing the lightness of the mm-hmm. role, which again, and he was also he was very, very complimentary about Billy Piper and how Billy had really oh. helped him. Nice. Um, yeah. And interestingly, actually, I bought the, some original design pages from Michael Collins, the uh, DWM artist. So two pages that he did when he was trying out for the Doctor Who strip. Right. Um, so he did a full page of designs for Rose, um, mm-hmm. for, for Billy Piper, and a full page of designs for Doctor for, for Chris, Chris Eccleston, the Doctor. Apparently, Michael was telling me that he, when he showed those designs to Eccleston, Eccleston said, no, those are wrong. Go and do them again. Make me uglier. <laughs> uh, my, you know, you've, you, you my ears stick out more. My chin is more pronounced. My nose is more pronounced. This doesn't huh. look like me. You try to huh. make me look beautiful. I'm not beautiful. Um, so again, that's an inter- another kind of interesting insight into his character, you know, from mm-hmm. somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and it was it was it was well worth. Well, I mean, I queued for about an hour and a half to get in. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, the lines had just been out of control. I mean, well, they've been right. well controlled, but you know, they've been there's Very long. a lot of lot of long lines. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Were you able to make your coffee class? Yes. Today? Excuse me, I was able to get to my coffee class, so I spent, spent an hour or so with the incomparable Scott Gray and with mm-hmm. Michael Collins again, and just talking comics, basically, and, you know, they just were just talking how much they both enjoyed doing the comic strip, and mm-hmm. and how um, all of the artists that I really admire on that strip, you know, they all basically do that strip because it doesn't pay any money, right. but they do it because they love Doctor Who, basically. Uh, um, so that was nice to hear. And then also, interestingly, I discovered that Michael Collins... The artist is actually called Michael Collins because of Michael Collins, the Irish revolutionary. Uh, his parents <laughs> really? deli- deliberately named him Michael uh, oh. <laughs> um, to, uh, because he's, 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 partly, he's partly Irish and they mm. were very mm-hmm. kind of strong, strong Republicans. So, ah. Um, ah. Yeah. so there was a connection after all. There was a connection, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Any insights out of the meaning of Collins and Gray? You know, other than they love love Doctor Who. <laughs> you know what? I completely forgot to ask about the whole Mother G thing. Oh um, wow! <laughs> so that was like, oh, hang on. Oh, no, wait, my Scott. No, and then they were they were gone. So. Uh, uh-huh. Um, I'm hoping he's going to be at the lobby con this evening, so I can grab mm-hmm. him and like mm-hmm. shake him by the throat on that one. Uh-huh. Yeah. So uh-huh. yeah. But it was, it was it was fun. I mean, it was a small group. Um, yeah. There were a couple of kind of vocal people like myself, and then there were like a group of kind of silent oddballs. Um, <laughs> so I mean, I hope I, I hope they enjoyed it. I mean, I think everyone. You know, I think it's such a a good natured convention. I think everybody kind of kind of enjoys it, even mm-hmm. if you have to spend an hour with some silent oddballs. <laughs>
Ooh, that's yeah. someone screeching there. Uh, that's children screeching in the pool. Oh, yes. okay. All right. Yeah. It's warm enough for children in pools. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, you know, children in pools. So mm-hmm. they'll, they'll be in there. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, yeah, so I spent most of the day in Hall A. Um, mm-hmm. I, had a, I had a great front row seat. So mm-hmm. after Chris was done, then we had um, Russell Minton and Blu-rays. Gary Russell, the two Russells, talking about Blu-rays. And we got some glimpse into some of the VAM. Anything coming out in Blu-ray that we don't know already? We well, know, we know that season fourteen's the next one to be season released. fourteen, and we saw some of the enhanced special effects for Talons mm-hmm. from that Blu-ray. Um, they've been recording a lot of material for season twenty, so that's obviously one that's coming out quite soon. There's a hilarious road trip that um, Peter Davison and Janet and Sarah take um, to Castle in Germany, which was filmed by Russell Minton, and it's basically Janet Fielding swearing, <laughs> swearing at people as they drive, just they drive down the road. It's absolutely hilarious as, mm-hmm. as Peter Davison gets lost, ah. um, trying to navigate them on the on the on the sat nav. Why would they be going to Germany? And there was a convention in Castle. Ah, oh, okay. Which they got because I'm thinking, I think who's quite big in Germany now for reasons. Yeah, there are all sorts of uh, classic DVD releases uh, mm-hmm. for, with uh, Doctor Who in Germany. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. And then we had some sneak peeks at Faceless Ones, mm-hmm. which looks amazing. Oh, good. Really great, really kind of scary, creepy animation of the Faceless Ones' faces. Mm-hmm. And then we had a whole slew of sneak peeks on uh, Fury from the Deep. Oh, excellent. Um, which also looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, some lovely animation there, some really atmospheric background set design. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, they seem to really. How's the really animation goes. seem to be holding up on for those two? I, yeah, I mean, they were they were said, well, you know, we, Russell Minton was saying, you know, we're aiming to do two a year, mm-hmm. and they both agreed that the, their own personal aim would be to do all of them. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, there's lots of fan rumors that you know some and some stories are too difficult to animate. So, well, no, no story is too difficult to animate. Right. Um, it's just you know. There's money and there's time, and mm-hmm. as long as you have the money and the time, and as long as you know there's still an interest, especially from BBC America, in supporting these animations, then um, they'll just keep on doing it. Oh, very good, very good. So yeah. as, as long as we keep buying them, they'll keep making them. So kids, your your task is to buy these <laughs> buy, buy these animations. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, Faceless One's coming out next month, and I had to have that on pre-order. So we will be talking about that on Metabulous too, I imagine. Absolutely, and no, I, I need to get that lined up on my pre-order as well, so I, I can get that as soon as it as soon as it drops, basically. Yeah, yeah excellent. Um, and then we had the amazing colorization of. Um, mm-hmm. Day of Armageddon, yeah. yeah, which was which was great. I mean, it's it's, it's it, was, it was very 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 well done colorization. I mean, it's, I guess it's taken that fan group like five years to do it. As I understand that it started out slow, but as computers got more powerful and technology improved, their pace accelerated in towards the end. Yeah, yeah, and it really makes you look at. It makes you look at it again. I mean, it's such a fun episode. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was sitting on on either side of me were two people who are like really, really into really, really into classic Who, like oh, I am. Good, good. Um, so we were just like hooting. It's just such a such a fun <laughs> episode. It really is with the you know with the with the monster acting mm-hmm. and the TARDIS bickering and right. you've got you know Nick as Courtney comes on mm-hmm. and that's just amazing. Yeah, yeah it was so it, much fun. 
it's great with Kevin Stoney and the Daleks in it. Yep. Excellent. It's a, it's a wonderful episode, and we're so lucky that that of the Dalek Master Plan has survived. And absolutely, yeah. hopefully, hopefully it'll be part of an animated release. Or if they find more episodes, we'll be yeah. even, even more blessed in Hootum. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. So that was took me up to one o'clock, and then I went into the coffee clutch with um, Scott and Michael, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then. I came out of that and went straight into the um, Witchfinders uh, uh, live um, live commentary. Oh, so Joy Wilkinson was there, the writer. Yeah. Yep, Joy Wilkinson was there, and the director was there. I can't remember her name. Any any insights on it, or uh, not really? It was very cold and wet. Mm-hmm. Um, any good Alan Cummings stories, or Alan, Alan Cummings is a real trooper. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> you know, was always willing to you know, go the extra mile. Oh, this was this was actually the only. I mean, they were everyone was agreeing how amazing uh, Graham looked in his hat. Uh huh. But that's interesting. Apparently, the reason why they didn't have horses, I didn't know this, the reason why there are no horses and the reason why they have that ridiculous line like, where are the horses? I had them all shot mm-hmm. is because they'd used up their horse budget in Demons of the Punjab and they had no more money for horses. Oh, okay. <laughs> so there were no horses scheduled for it. And apparently Chibnall thought that people would notice if they weren't riding horses. So he made her put in a line saying, what happened to all the horses there are no horses. I had them all killed. Mm-hmm. Well, um, we, which we I, noticed. <laughs> which, I, which I would argue actually makes you notice that there's no horses right. rather than just make up your own kind of you know, headcanon explanation of why there's no horses. So <laughs> I, I, I obviously I didn't have a chance to make this point, but I think that was a mistake, <laughs> basically. Yeah. yeah. You would have been yeah. one of those fans. <laughs> yes, exactly. But it was fun. It was fun watching the episode, actually. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's um. It's one of the better ones from Series Eleven. It I remember certainly that is. Yeah, no, it certainly <laughs> is. And it, I, 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 I was better disposed to it, um, watch, watching it for a second time. Was there any insights on working for Chibnall under the Chibnall regime? Not really, other than obviously he keeps quite a close rein on what he feels to be plot inaccuracies or plot contradictions. Mm-hmm. Such as why there are no horses. Okay, we need to put in an explanation of why there's no horses. Right. Um, but not really. And obviously, no one's going to say like he sucks. So you know. Um, well, if they want to work work again, no, not of course. Ex- exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, what happened after that? Hang on. Um, oh yeah, then we had um, a kind of classic Who panel. So it was it was the full TARDIS team. Well, mm-hmm. well you know, apart from Adric. Right. Um, so the Fifth Doctor. Um, you know, so Peter, Janet, Sarah, and Mark, right. and then Michael E. Bryant, and then what's his name, Mordred, out of uh, Battlefield, um, Grumpy Margaret Hayhoe, <laughs> um, and um, uh, I'm trying to now remember who's on the stage. There's Grumpy Margaret Hayhoe. Oh, Fraser, of course, because Fraser Hines is apparently here all the time. Um, so I think I mean, he lives he, in LA now, doesn't he? Yeah, he was. I don't know. He was. He was out in the lobby as well. I was going, should I go and have a drink with Fraser Hines? Like. Actually, I don't really really want to. Um, uh, So, uh, yeah, so Fraser was there. And there was somebody. Oh, yes, and lovely Jeffrey Beavers. Oh, really? The master. Such a a nice, quiet, kind of gentle, gentle spoken man. Wasn't he married to Carolyn Johns before? He was married. He he was married to Carolyn, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's been here and he was signing stuff, though I've got plenty of stuff signed by him, so I, I yeah, didn't really yeah. feel, feel the need to engage. Anyway, so that was fun. Uh, so everyone was just telling anecdotes about, you know, their time on Doctor Who, basically. Uh-huh. Um, so that was hilarious. And, you know, some 
just fun stuff, you know, like me being mistaken for a prostitute in Amsterdam and Ace almost dying in a canister, and you know, just all the usual anecdotes. Yeah, um, yeah. But it was it was nice to see them all, you mm-hmm. know, getting on and being being good. Pretty well attended, or it was pretty well attended actually. Yeah, mm, I mean, I, I was right. At the, I was right at the front of the hall, so I mean, I I, I couldn't yeah, really tell yeah. if someone wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, it was straight into um, the new episode. Hmm. So you did see it, get to see it. We got we got to see the new episode, yeah. Which was which was I I thought it was a, I thought it was a really good episode. Yeah, it was. I I have to say I I totally called it on the Lone Cyberman. Yeah, you sure did. I certainly did. Was it well received by? Yeah, I mean, thousands yeah. of your closest friends, sir. No, they were they were booing, and then everyone walked out oh, halfway mm, through. They hated it. That's a shame. It, yeah. it was a good episode. I know. I don't know. I don't know what was going. On. No, everyone, everyone, everyone loved it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, and then afterwards, there was a special little message from Jody and um, Jody and the Chip. Oh. Um, saying, keep watching. We love <laughs> we we love you, Gallifrey One. You're awesome. You know that kind of mm-hmm. not very insightful message. Kisses. <laughs> Kisses exactly, um, and then it was the closing ceremony, and now it's all over. Oh, okay. So it's yeah, uh, that's just it. all that remains is LobbyCon. Yeah, so I'm I'm going to stick my nose in LobbyCon again. Unfortunately, all the the folks that I was sort of hanging around with last night, the Podcastica folks, all have skipped town already, mm-hmm. or at least skipped this bit bit, bit of LA. So uh-huh. I'm, my my my. I hesitate to describe them as a crew because I've only really just met them, um, but they're super nice and pleasant and awesome people. Um, if they're listening, um, <laughs> just don't worry. I did actually like you, so I don't know. I mean, I'll see. Uh, I'll see if there's anyone I want to spend time with. Basically, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, and then it's all over for another. Year. Apparently, tickets go on sale according to um, Sean Lyons. Uh, they go on sale. The tickets for next year go on sale at the end of the month. Oh, are you thinking of going back? You know, I might actually. Uh, it's, you know, it's a little bit challenging flying solo because you've really got to put yourself out there. Mm-hmm. But then the other plus side of flying solo is you can do what you want. I mean, yeah. not that, you know, it wasn't fun <laughs> having you here, David, but you know what I mean. You know, you yes. kind of feel like, I'm just going to do something else, no bye. Right. Um, so I'm kind of tempted, actually. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of tempted. You've got a few days to think it over. Of course, uh, this year it didn't sell out right away. So It didn't. No, I mean, Sean said, you know, well, don't worry if you don't buy a ticket immediately because... It took us a couple of months to sell all the tickets. Hmm. I wonder if that had to do more of a reflection on how Series 11 was received, and since Series 12 seems to be much more... Uh, maybe, maybe. Uh, ...in line with fandom, that... Yeah, maybe, maybe. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have to say, you know, I mean, they got Eccleston this year, and then and Eccleston and Davison were the Doctors, and right. previous year it was Colin, and were there any other Doctors last year? I can't remember. Mm-mm. I think Colin was the only doctor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I mean, obviously, they're not going to get Tom because no. he's too old. Well, and he knows that conventions, U.S. conventions, killed off two of his predecessors. He would be foolhardy <laughs> to come to the U.S. for a convention. The, the only convention if you have a death curse. wish. <laughs> exactly. The curse of the convention. Um, so, you know, if they're going to get a doctor, and then, you know. It's going to make McGann or McCoy. Be good. I, I'm not. I maybe put my money on McGann because I said I'm seeing McGann in August for. Um, Britcon, so I'm putting my money on McGann or McCoy, and both of those would be awesome. I could see a Tennant or Capaldi appearance. I would love to have see meet Peter Capaldi. I'd also love to meet David Tennant. Mm-hmm. The downside of David Tennant is it would be a effing riot because obviously you know <laughs> everyone still loves him, and he's mm-hmm. a you know he's a lovable chap. So, mm-hmm. um, but you know, uh, I mean, I guess when we were here last year, they had um, ginger haired woman. Can't remember her name now. You know, Donna. Oh, Catherine Tate. Catherine Tate. So, 
I don't know. Anyway, yeah. So I'm, I am actually kind of tempted because it is actually kind of fun, um, and especially when you know, this year I've met a few more people and people who are you know, you know, friendly and welcoming and pleasant, right. and you know, it's nice to sit down and talk about Doctor Who with people, basically, which is part of the point of this kind of yeah. event is it kind of gives you permission to really talk about stuff. Yeah. Oh, actually, this this is the other thing. Hang on, I'm going to I'm I'm going to disagree with you now because um. So what, the thing that I was noticing during Witchfinders is that um, Jodie, uh, the Jodie Doctor, has a big long speech where she talks to um, King uh, King James and kind yep. of you know talks to him about his mother and how you know his you know his feelings and how he's got to try and forgive people and all that kind of stuff. So like you know what this whole thing that Jodie is not empathetic that you know the Jodie Doctor is not empathetic mm-hmm. and is kind of awkward. That's relatively recent. So this is thinking about yeah. our disagreement last week about mm-hmm. um, uh, about her reaction to Graham. I'm, st- yeah. I'm still not imagining that that's it's not fully bedded into her character yet. I would concur with you. I think I am in the acute minority of fandom who <laughs> did not react like you did uh, right. with that scene. So right, it, right. And uh, the other point, if we want to just go into that, is this is a woman who can time travel. Right. Why not take him into the future where he can be clear of cancer, et cetera? Oh, that's true. Yeah, take him to like take him to you know the Bile Foundation. Get you something. Know, yeah, yeah. yeah Doctor Marius. Doctor Marius can cure. Yeah, yeah. sure, he can cure cancer by now. Yeah, interesting. Or the cat nuns. <laughs> oh, so I mean, though I guess the other kind of in, and this, the reason I popped in my head is we were actually talking about it last night with with the with the with the folks I went out to have some dinner with, mm-hmm. and um, maybe she knows that he is going to die. And that's what was awkward about it is that he said, like, uh, I'm, oh, I'm worried I'm going to die. And she actually knows that that's, I don't know, maybe, who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. We will see. I mean, he was, he was so good in tonight's episode. I really don't want Graham to leave the show, basically. Right, right. Did anyone pedant uh, Gary Russell about the color of the doctor's hat in Fury from the Deep? I saw in the clips that he had a red hat on when uh, we actually have color photos of it, and it's a blue hat with a yellow pom-pom. He did say about Fury of the Deep that it is not fully graded yet. There's still a lot mm-hmm. of work to be done. So maybe they're just going to, you know, turn the red to blue, whatever what color it is. I hope so. Yeah, which should be, should, <laughs> should be pretty easy to do. So, no, he, he did make a point of saying is that it's not graded. There's no real effects on it. This is kind of raw animation mm-hmm. footage. So it's really just the kind of, you know, the movements that we're working on right now the actual kind of coloring and grading of the whole thing is still to be mm-hmm. done are they doing flash animation or are they doing that newer tool did he say um if he said i wasn't listening so i didn't okay, hear. Yeah. Yeah. okay. yeah but it's done by big finish i didn't realize that it's like yeah it's the big, big finish, finish studio big yeah. finish studios i didn't realize that they had a studio doing that kind of stuff so that's kind of exciting mm-hmm. yeah um, since it is a big finish animation studio you could imagine that big finish would want to probably animate some of the eighth doctor stories or expand that true, out for... true yeah they could do so they could just do start doing their own animations mm-hmm. yeah, i hadn't thought of that yeah no exactly. well if they get the if they get the license from bbc it would be yeah. probably to hold up yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah well i mean as again as i think we've been hearing today you know the future of the bbc is now all of a sudden up in the air so who knows you know, that, it, that actually may make getting licenses from the BBC really, really easy in that if the BBC now becomes more desperate for money than it usually mm-hmm. is, then maybe it'll be selling stuff off. Or alternatively, if property like Doctor Who gets sold off to, you know, like Netflix or... Um, mm-hmm. They would just shut everyone down. They just shut everyone down. If it gets owned mm-hmm. by Disney or something and they just right. go, sorry, you're not doing anything. You know, they've mm-hmm. removed the, the big finished license completely. 
a whole bunch of things could happen. See, I would be surprised that the conservatives really would want to eliminate the license fee because once they eliminate the license fee, they lose control over telling the BBC what they can and cannot do. Well, I mean, technically, they don't tell the BBC what they can and cannot do. Well, my concern, to be honest, is that the what I think the kind of category error we're making here is that this current government know what they're doing. Yeah, well, it's patently, obviously, they don't. They don't, know, And I think they would do something that would be massively stupid and in some ways against... <laughs> Brexit. Against, they have a track record of doing massively, massively stupid Massively stupid things. against everyone's best interest just because they happen to think it's a good idea at any particular time. That's, right. that's how I would see a BBC sell-off happening because mm-hmm. they're, just, they're just dumb well, get and your, vindictive. Get your investors ready so we can buy Doctor Who. Yeah! Wow! Could be, yeah, we could we could all put in a fiver, and all Doctor Who fans across the world could buy Doctor. We could all buy shares in Doctor Who, and we could be in charge. Oh, that'd work out well. Yeah, we'd, we'd be able to tell Gary. We'd be able to tell Gary, Gary Russell what 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 damn color Patrick Tran's hat is mm-hmm. whenever we felt like it. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Sign me up. Yeah. <laughs> you, could, you, could, you could be the Pat Tran hat consultant. Excellent. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, all in all, I've had a good time. Yeah. Okay. And I will uh, let you get back to LobbyCon. I guess Sweet. we will talk in detail about the Villa of... Strangiato, whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, next can. episode? Yeah. 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 We will. Excellent. Okay. All right. Enjoy your remaining waning hours of Gallifrey One. I certainly will. Farewell. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>